Straight out of Vegas here, Fox Sports Radio. I am Jonas Knox alongside Steve Fezzik. And coming up on the show, we have got ourselves a major trade in the NBA as we head towards the draft coming up later on tonight. We've also got the MLB trade deadline, some possible big-time moves taking place. It could shift the power, not only in the American League, but in the National League and beyond. And we've also got the latest from the NFL. What would one team look like had they not gotten what they needed to get done this offseason all of that is yours the next 60 minutes straight out of vegas right here on fox sports radio you're listening to fox sports radio Radio. this is straight out of vegas with the voice of vegas your host rj bell The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's RJ Bell. It's straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Steve Fezzik in for R.J. Bell. You can listen to this show as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are making us a part of your Thursday afternoon into the evening. We appreciate you doing so. We're going to take you all the way up until 7 p.m. Eastern time, 4 o'clock Pacific right here on Fox Sports Radio. And we can't do this show alone without the villain of the Vegas Strip, the one and only Steve Fezzik. <laughs> Fill in. I'll take it, Jonas. Happy to be here in Vegas, and hopefully we pass out some winners today. Yeah, if that's villain, like villain, like villainous, like, like villain in a movie, you know, like you're the villain of the Vegas Strip, not the fill-in. Come on, have some more respect for yourself as I'm the fill-in, all right? Don't try and take my title. I like that very much. And, I, you know, I don't mind being the bad guy as long as I pick winners. Yeah, that is true. Because you did uh, once walk into a casino in disguise, correct? That's a true story? Once. <laughs> <laughs> you know, back in the 90s, I used to go up to northern Nevada <laughs> And I would wear cowboy boots. I would wear a cowboy hat. The rodeo would be in town. And I just try to go ahead and Northern Nevada. Northern Nevada. What is that? Calgary? Come on, Fez. What are we talking about here? Uh, Sparks, Reno, Tahoe. And you know what? I was part of a group that just annihilated the small town of Wendover, Nevada. To this day, I'm afraid to go back to Wendover. It borders um, Utah, about 80-mile drive from Salt Lake City. We uh, did some damage to Wendover. Yeah, and so... uh, so the reputation you carried with you, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, you uh, you get to uh, Las Vegas, and people are on the lookout for you. And and why they're on the lookout for you is because how successful you are, not only betting sports, uh, but also betting the AAF. But we will not be talking about the AAF here, Fez, and we're going to leave the XFL to another time and another place. We're going to start first with a deal that is imminent in the NBA. And according to The Athletic, as Dan Byer mentioned in his update a few minutes ago, the late Lakers are nearing a deal to acquire Russell Westbrook from the Washington Wizards. This would be an exchange for Kyle Kuzma, a Montrez Harrell, KCP, and a first-round draft pick coming up later on tonight in the NBA draft. So, Fez, here we are, the Lakers making moves, uh, and what does this do in the eyes of Vegas? 
Yeah, so Vegas is more bullish on the Lakers. The Lakers were the number two choice to win the NBA title. They're still the number two choice. However, the Lakers' odds have fallen from five to one to four to one. Now, that doesn't seem like that significant of a move, but part of this, Jonas, is that at five to one, the Lakers really were a poor bet, in my opinion, before this news. And now at four to one, the Lakers are a whole lot more attractive. The Nets still the favorite at three to one. But in terms of power ratings, balance of power, if you upgrade the Lakers a couple points, two points for this move, and I certainly think that that would be appropriate. Westbrook himself is worth two and a half to three points to a typical team. That would put them right with the Brooklyn Nets as being the best team in the NBA. Yeah, I don't like the deal at all. I'll be honest with you. I, I think this is uh, this reeks of desperation, and it feels like they're just looking to add a superstar because they continue to want to roll out the we got to have our big three, we got to have our big three. I mean, the, the two biggest issues for the Lakers this past season was the health of LeBron James and most notably the health of Anthony Davis. I don't know how this alleviates that. you still got those question marks. And then Russell Westbrook is a guy who wants to control the basketball and take the game into his own hands. And I just think that presents some problems. Uh, I don't know that LeBron James wants to sit back and just watch that the entire time. Uh, I don't know that Anthony Davis wants to sit back and watch that the entire time. And at some point, there's going to be a discussion or a conversation. And I don't know that Russell Westbrook wants to cater to LeBron James. He's actually... He he is coming home like this. He played at UCLA. Uh, th this is home for Russell Westbrook. And the idea that he's going to take a back seat to LeBron James, even though he's the new guy there, I just I, I find it hard to believe. I, I, I'm skeptical on this move all the way through. And this was rumored out here for a while. And I, I just thought the fit feels like a little bit of a forced thing. It feels like they're trying to, to, to go in a direction here to add another superstar because it's the Lakers. And I just don't know how that's going to play next year. It does feel like the paint is going to get awfully crowded. What was the book on the Lakers? Not enough three-point shooting, right. too much scoring in the paint. And we all know Westbrook is at his best driving into the paint, scoring or dishing outside. So from that perspective, I agree with you. You would not think the Lakers would be the ideal fit for him. Yeah, and I just I, – I, look, and there could be some other moves that, that are being made here. There's obviously been rumblings of other deals done. Um, you know, uh, maybe a, a shooter out there. I mean, I, I think this probably takes them out of the Bradley Beal sweepstakes because I don't know what they've got to be able to offer. But th if this is the beginning of, of a second move, then great. I just – this move alone, I, I don't know that this all of a sudden alleviates the issues that they had this past season. You know, one key issue, and you nailed it, the health of LeBron and the health of AD and the beauty, and McKenzie just passed me this note, and I agree with it, the Westbrook can 100% run the offense. He can be the engine during the regular season to get you enough wins to be a one through four seed without putting too much of a burden on AD and LeBron and keep them healthier before the playoffs. Yeah, no, he's going to, for sure, and that's the one thing I love about Westbrook. You can say whatever you want about the guy. He's going to be out there virtually every night if he can be, and he's going to he's gonna give you 110% every single game. So from that standpoint, I, I do like it, but I just, the chemistry, I just wonder how this whole thing is going to play out. Uh, it is straight out of Vegas here, Fox Sports Radio, Jonas Knox, Steve Fezzik, in for RJ Bell. Uh, all right, so uh, so Fez, when it, when it comes to a move like this, when you see a move that could get done, and we're going to get to the NBA draft in a minute 
Timing is everything, correct? So the timing of this is the most important thing from when Vegas takes a look at it as to when, you know, your normal everyday doesn't know what the hell he's talking about guy like me when it comes to when I walk into a casino. I'm not into disguise. They cater to my every need because they know they're going to take me for everything I've got in my back pocket and my front pocket. So with that being said, timing is everything with a move by this. Uh, and, and what does that do for in the eyes of Vegas when it comes to the Lakers trying to pull off a deal uh, and acquiring Russell Westbrook? Well, unfortunately, there's not enough product out there right now for the wise guys really to benefit. Yes, yeah, some guys did get the Lakers 5-1, to one, got a little value on the future, but only one team's going to win the NBA title. And I think if there was one theme we saw last year over the course of the playoffs is how many different teams looked good at one certain point in time, only to be derailed by injuries, including the Clippers and uh, numerous other teams, Brooklyn. And because of that, yeah, maybe that's a bet we want to put in our portfolio. But the wise guys far prefer the season wins bets where they can bet on or against a team because certainly Russell Westbrook would be worth three extra wins or so to the Lakers. So it's too bad those numbers are not up right now. So we can't just go ahead and bet the Lakers to go over on season wins, which would be a bet I would have far preferred to take advantage of this news versus to win the title. All right, so now we move forward to the NBA draft, which is coming up later on tonight. And uh, why are you bored with this draft, Fez? What's your problem? Why, why do you have an issue with the NBA draft? These are kids that are going to uh, you know, uh, realize a dream. They've been working their entire lives for this. They're really excited about the opportunity to be drafted, to be on national television, to get one of those sweet hats, to, you know, to, to walk up there in, in, a, in a dapper suit, uh, you know, uh, to, to show off their brand-new Rolex, to be with their family, to celebrate their loved ones. They finally got wealth. They've got fame coming to them. And here comes Hurricane Fez, who's got to blow through town. You don't even give him enough time to board up the windows. You just start to destroying stuff. What is your problem with the NBA draft? Why are you bored by it? I have multiple reasons to be bored. Let me start with the fact it's pretty much predetermined. Now, we saw this with the NFL, that by draft day, the projected top five picks in the NFL went according to form, that every one of these guys was slated in a certain spot. Pitts, for instance, was supposed to go to Atlanta, and he became more than a 3-1 to favorite. Chase to Cincinnati, even the number five pick, more than a 3-1 to favorite. And I remember when that happened in the NFL, and I said, well – that won't ever happen in the NBA draft, and yet it has indeed happened. In fact, Mackenzie, correct me if I'm right, currently there is no betting anywhere or in almost all locations on who's going to be the first, second, third, and fourth <laughs> picks because they are all seemingly predetermined. Correct. You are right. I mean... <laughs> Number five is the, last, is the earliest you can bet a pick. That would be Scotty Barnes looking like he's going to the Magic at minus 300. All the rest of these guys were minus 1,000 or whatever before they were taken off the board, the top four picks. All right, so and whose Joe, fault is this? Whose fault is this, Fez? Uh, I think the fault is just everyone has gotten so used to locking in players and people's jobs are in the lines and teams would much rather have everything predetermined and not have that uh, remember the movie draft day when all heck was breaking loose and no one knew who was going to take who and the opposite now occurs where it seems every team is in um, communication with each other about who they're going to take and with the players and you know the last thing I did before I drove in to do the show Jalen Green I could have bet him I could have risked $300 to win 100 just yesterday on Jalen Green to be a rocket 
Today, I risked 1000 to win 100 so I laid three times as much vig. <laughs> Why would I make a bet like that? Because yesterday, it wasn't certain he was going to the Rockets, and now I would say it's 98%. And you know what, Jonas? If I can lay 1000 I only have to be right 90% of the time here on this bet to break even, and it's a 98% bet. It was one fine bet to bet on Jalen Green at one of the few spots that was still dealing him to be the number two pick in the draft. Okay, so why why would they limit their options? Why would they limit the opportunity for people to bet on the like? Because here, here's my question for you. So basically, big picture, so people can understand this in simpler terms, Vegas isn't allowing you the ability to get as many bets in on this. And, and quite frankly, they haven't allowed you to be able to get a bet in on this because it is, is, it is basically predetermined and we all feel like we know who the, the, the order of the picks are going to be coming up later on, correct? That is true, not just in Vegas, but everywhere. But you bring up Vegas, thank you. And I got to throw Nevada under the bus here because there is the most archaic, horrible rule I've ever heard when it comes to draft betting, NFL and NBA, in the state of Nevada, you cannot wager on any of this, Jonas, 24 hours prior to the draft. They force every sports book to take all of the odds off. So think about this. We are the one state that had a monopoly on sports betting. And now fast forward here to 2021. If I want to bet on the draft and where guys are going to go, where uh, Scotty Barnes, if he's going to go number five, I can bet on it in New Jersey and some other states, but I cannot bet on it in Las Vegas makes no sense. That's crazy. And there's also another aspect of this, which I think uh, applies to, if you're listening to this right now, there is another angle on this that applies to you, that there's nobody else that can give you the warning and the info and the tip you need to go ahead and make sure you don't fall victim to what they're trying to pull there uh, in Nevada. Up next, it is the tip, the info you need to make sure you don't fall victim to some of these sneaky little tricks in the state of Nevada. We'll have that for you next year. It's straight out of Vegas, Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the Straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up here in just a couple of moments from now, there is a sneaky little game being played in the city of Las Vegas, and we will get to the bottom of that. Tips, things for you to avoid uh, when it comes to this gambling world and this sick and twisted universe that we all live in. So we'll have that for you here coming up just a couple of minutes from now. But it is a tradition unlike any other. Uh, Right now, we must get the uh, weather from the strip in las vegas and this man is live outside the autograph table that pete rose is currently sitting at at the forum shops at caesar's palace uh stephen fezzik our fill-in meteorologist what is the weather like there on the strip yeah so it's 105 degrees right now in vegas jonas and the neon it's blinking (laughs) by the way does Pete Rose still sit at the forum shops and sign autographs? Because that was a thing for a long time, right? Every day. <laughs> Good He's for there. him, man. I, Good I have for spoken him. to Pete many times walking through, and he has a <laughs> phenomenal memory. You know, not just game 
uh, four where he gets into, or game three when he got into the fight with Buddy Harrelson in the 73 NLCS. But just you can you can talk to him, and he has uh, like a photographic memory oh, of various games. And I asked him, you know, how come when you're running around the bases, you were always like holding your helmet down so it wouldn't fall off? Didn't that slow you down? And he looked at me like I was from Mars. Yeah, well, it's probably because he had, uh, you know, uh, his betting tickets uh, under his helmet. <laughs> so he wanted to make sure he didn't drop that. He, he didn't want to get busted in his career. He wanted to wait until he was a manager, Fez. Yeah, Andy Furman, Fox Sports Radio legend, a Cincinnati Sports Radio legend. He and Pete are friends. Um, and some of the stories, man, that was uh, that was a wild time. Uh, going to the track, betting on the, uh, on, on the ponies, uh, you know, uh, some of the uh, bad beats he suffered, all of that. So, no, it's uh, good for Pete Rose, man. I'm a, I'm a Pete Rose fan all right I, I know what he did wrong all right but at some point you know uh you just gotta you gotta forgive people and get him into the hall of fame i think fez hey 44 game hitting streak number two in nl all-time hits leader and the inventor as far as i can tell of the head first slide yeah and so uh with that being said uh, now we must uh dive head first into this topic of conversation in the city of las vegas here uh because look we want to help people out don't fall victim to this and fez you were talking about uh before we went to break um the situation with the nba draft how because things are predetermined basically we all know who the who's going to be taken where that not only sports books elsewhere but also las vegas pull these lines right to where you can't even get any action on this for how long up until the nba draft so in nevada the nevada gaming board 24 hours prior to the nba and nfl draft they require the sports books to no longer take bets on the draft and jonas i almost look at this who is this protecting is this to protect the betters from making bad bets no not at all. This is 100% of Nevada saying, look, we know we got some uh, operators that may not be so used to this draft betting, and they're going to get burned. Woj is going to text what player a certain team is going to pl- take, and they're going to be caught with their pants down. So we have to protect our children, our casinos. We don't want Resorts World or someone else that's um, a new operator in Nevada to suddenly get crushed by the bettors. So we just won't allow anyone to bet on anything for 24 hours prior to the draft. And here's what's so dumb about that. All right, because and this is what makes betting on the Super Bowl great, because they set limits. So because so what they do is and, and, and tell me if I'm wrong, Fez, because I know this from, you know, just looking at some online sports books that I've seen before to where you can bet on these prop bets. So you can bet on, you know, color of the Gatorade, length of the national anthem, coin flip, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You can get down on all of those from anywhere in the country. But there's a limit that you can bet on them. So that way they're not losing. So if, if there's information that comes in that somebody knows something, you're not, they're not going to get as burned because they've set a maximum amount that you can bet on this. And so, therefore, you're not going to take them for everything they've got because you've got sort of insider information on how long the national anthem is going to be, and you bet on the over. And so if you're, if you're Vegas – why don't you start doing that? Like, why don't you set limits on this stuff? Why would you turn away business when you've got an opportunity with people in town thinking they know a thing or two? Hey, I can win 25 bucks, 50 bucks on who goes number one in the NFL draft or the NBA draft. Don't cut them off 24 hours ahead of time. Like, set a limit in, those, in the next 24 hours so that way you can still get some action and therefore people don't feel like they're getting duped by the sports books and by the entire town. 
Yeah, spot on. And in fact, to quote one sports book and their policies, the win lets me bet. They're very cordial. But when I bet on the app, oftentimes I'm limited to $200. Well, you know what? It still spends. $200 is a nice dinner. If I'm at home and I'm a 34-minute ride to get to win, I'll just put in the $200 bet if they have the very best number. But boom, I'm flagged. My account's flagged. I make the bet. The win can say, hey, Fez is on the over here. We'll go ahead and move this a point based upon a small bet because they know more often than not that line's going to continue to move. They profile the players. They take the winning players. They use the information, adjust their lines. That's the optimal way to run a sports book. And we talked about this yesterday. It seems like a theme here uh, when it comes to uh, the city of Las Vegas. Now, I'm not going to use some of the vulgar language that I was texted by Steve Fezzik here on the air. I'm a broadcast professional. But there's a theme here uh, in which people um, maybe a little don't I don't want to say they don't have the guts but they want to make sure that they don't get burned here and that theme we talked about yesterday Fez when it came to Aaron Rodgers and the adjustment on the season win total and what you do with the Green Bay Packers it wasn't that they were scared that they were going that he was going to walk away and retire the theme with Nevada here and with the city of Las Vegas is that they want to make sure if they don't know exactly what's happening that they're going to cover themselves and so we saw this play out with the Aaron Rodgers situation in Green Bay. Exactly right. They've got jelly in the belly. They're real scared. They don't ever want to get hit with a few bets when somebody knows more than they know. So they're better off batting zero in their minds than to bat 500. Better anything any kind of uncertainty, pull the game off, don't let pull the team off, don't let anyone wager on it, and that way come Monday morning, I don't have to meet with the vice president of operations and explain why I took in $8,000 in action on or against the Green Bay Packers because I was in the bathroom and my backup wasn't doing his job either, and five guys all bet on or against the Packers right after Woj tweeted information on them. And so when it comes to the Green Bay Packers, as we uh, transition here uh, straight out of Vegas on Fox Sports Radio, Jonas Knox, Steve Fezzik with you here on FSR. Uh, We've now had a little over 24 hours to sort of marinate the piping that Aaron Rodgers gave the entire organization at his press conference yesterday. Uh, And so... Now that we've seen that Rodgers is going to be back, and now that we, uh, we have an idea of what we're looking at when it comes to the Green Bay Packers from the quarterback position, it does make you wonder. Say none of this happened. Say there was a – and there's a report out that Aaron Rodgers thought that he, there was a trade that was going to take place earlier in the offseason, or say uh, he did decide he wanted to sit out until he got his way and he was not going to report. All that being said – Without Aaron Rodgers, how much drastically different does this team look like moving forward this upcoming season? Without Aaron Rodgers, the Packers are the 29th best team, in, by my numbers, <laughs> in the NFL. They are still better than Houston, Detroit, and the god-awful New York Jets. Okay, so they would be the fourth worst team in the league. Now, who would you put right, ab- right above them? 28th, if without Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love is your quarterback, the 28th ranked team, according to Steve Fezzik, is who? The Jacksonville Jaguars. Think about that. Think, that is a franchise who has swimming pools in their stadium. They play some games in London. They just hired Urban Meyer, who had to get rid of a strength coach less than 24 hours after he was hired because it was a mistake. They brought in Tim Tebow to play tight end, and they've got a rookie at quarterback who had surgery in the offseason. 
And that team would be considered better than the Green Bay Packers without Aaron Rodgers. That's what we're saying here. Yeah, and the and these same Jacksonville Jaguars discussing whether they're going to allow full capacity <laughs> in a COVID year this year for crowds. I got to ask you, Jonas. I've never seen a full capacity Jacksonville Jaguar oh, game. Oh, come on. How could you? That, that is that is totally insulting. You know, it's like, uh, you know, we mentioned him a, a few minutes ago, Andy Furman, Fox Sports Radio host and uh, uh, locally in Cincinnati, uh, said, uh, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals invented social distancing years ago at stadium. So, I mean, listen, like, I'm not here to, to partake in you bullying the Jacksonville Jaguars or Andy Furman bullying the Cincinnati Bengals. And you being a Bengal fan, you should take uh, insult to that, Fez. It's tough to win in the jungle when we're good, Jonas. The problem is we haven't been good since 1988. Well, listen, you should have, you should have appreciated uh, Andy Dalton while you had him. You didn't do it, and now you lose him, all right? You, know, you learned a lesson there, Fez. All right, so it is straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Steve Fezzik, Jonas Knox in for R.J. Bell. Uh, coming up next, we do have some news out of the world of football. Some interesting news, some accusations to go along with it. We'll have that for you next here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. It is Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. What the hell is that smell? There's like, oh, oh, it's that Cubs dynasty going up in flames. What a joke. What a joke. <laughs> Try to tell everybody, all these people, all these fanboys, oh my God, how many, this is just one of so many. My ass. There was one and done for the Chicago Cubs. Now Rizzo's gone. Fire sale underway at Wrigley Field, Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Cubs over under season 79 and a half so the sharp betters were well aware that the cubs were already big time on the decline i think they lost 10 in a row this year eerily similar jonas you're too young for this but the cubs had a great team back in 1983 made the playoffs lost to san diego the next year the cubs lost 13 in a row sutcliffe went down early to an injury and they were <laughs> never the same for generations fez how do you remember that like, how, like, what do we? Like, Northwestern, nineteen eighty-three. Okay, I understand, but like, ask me to remember something when I was twenty-one years old. Uh, Come on, Jonas, the charging Rhino, Sandberg, the Sarge, right, Gary Matthews, yeah. Yeah, no, I, listen, leading uh, off. You know, I, that I, team. look, I, I was raised a Cub fan. Let me tell you, like, I've heard all about all those great Cubs fan uh, Cubs teams. I heard about uh, the late sixties. I heard about two teams in the eighties, and that was pretty much it. And then you got to twenty sixteen, and everybody <laughs> thought this was going to be a, a foregone conclusion. Dying moving forward jody jody davis hit yeah. one out to my bud light yeah i remember uh damon Berryhill was another guy uh, a chicago cub from back in the day i remember damon Berryhill. Uh, all the all the legendary cubs teams that won like 65 games uh, but uh we move on uh from a diaper fire in major league baseball to uh to a situation in college football it, it this has been the worst kept secret um everybody uh, expected this and it was reported uh, earlier that the 14 sec presidents did unanimously vote to invite texas and oklahoma to join the conference uh, so steve fezzik uh, this comes uh, just a day after the big 12 made some accusations against espn that espn was you know trying to uh, do damage to the conference uh you know trying to get the american athletic conference to come out and steal three to five teams from the big 12 so it's a bad situation if you're the big 12 but the sec looks like it's going to get a couple of new guests here in the in the coming years 
Yeah, and the Big 12 has had problems for years. Most specifically, they're really the big one, that Oklahoma has just completely dominated this conference. And in fact, if you look at the conference title odds this year, Oklahoma minus 180 versus the field. Iowa State is uh, they're up this year, but um, that won't continue going forward. Iowa State's around three to one. Texas eight to one. So Texas has the reputation and the recruiting and the ratings. Oklahoma has the one elite team. And you look at the rest of this Big Twelve, Jonas, and it is just not ready for prime time. Uh, this conference had major problems even before the Oklahoma Texas likely defection. You know, it's funny. I, I want to ask you about this because we've talked about this before. The Texas hype train every year is crazy to me. Like they are the most, one of the most talked about, hyped up, love teams. They got a great fan base, all of that stuff. People love Texas football. And I don't get it. It seems like every year we have the same conversation. They lose a game early, and it's like, oh my god, uh, this wasn't what we expected. And then a couple years later, they fire a head coach because they got to get somebody else in. Uh, they're, they're paying off three different coaches' contracts because they think they finally found the next guy. They're one of those teams, right? When it comes, and we've talked about this before, to where there are these popular fan bases that really bet their teams. We just talked about the Cubs. The Cubs would have been one of them to where people would bet oh, to win the World Series for years and years because if it happens, I want to look like a genius. We've talked about teams like that in the NFL, the Cowboys being one of them. People love the Dallas Cowboys, but they haven't won anything since the mid-'90s. Is Texas that team for college football? I think so, and I think that the national title win against USC, one of the greatest college football teams ever, you know, really hyped them moving forward, and you nailed it. If you're the Cubs or if you're Texas and you win a national championship and your program or your team just isn't that good, all of a sudden you can become fade material for years. I would like nothing better than the perennially overrated Notre Dame Irish to take home a national oh, title wow. so we could make money betting against these underachievers for the next 10 years. All right, so so Steve Fezzik, uh, with that being said, now that we look at the Big 12 and now that we see uh, just, just sort of the landscape of things and, and what this conference could look like moving forward, what is you've identified a team that doesn't belong, correct? You you guys have done some research and you decided, you know, why be nice on today's show? You know, why why would we want to be nice and and uh, you know be uh, be decent people on today's show? So you've identified a team that doesn't belong in the Big Twelve. Please explain. West Virginia. Okay. Yes, I get it from a power ratings perspective. They're a perfectly good addition to the Big 12. But the problem is, geographically, it makes no sense. I get it. Conferences were expanding. Hey, the Big 10 went ahead and took Rutgers and Maryland. Well, the Big 10 already had Penn State, and now they have several teams in the East. Poor West Virginia is sitting by itself. Think about the disservice to the athletes, the travel. If you're a mountaineer, to have to go and travel over 900 miles to each and every game. This team does not belong in your conference, and hopefully this will be um, with the Big 12 shakeup. West Virginia can get in a conference they belong. In fact, we did a little research. McKenzie, you identified the Big 12 team closest to West Virginia. What is it? 
Iowa State, <laughs> a clean 917 miles uh, as the crow flies I from mean, West Virginia. Look, I'm, I'm not expecting you to pull out uh, your Rand McNally here, uh, uh, Mackenzie. But, uh, you know, I'm just kidding. By the way, for those of you, that was a map company back in the day. Just, just letting people know, a little Rand McNally drop here on the show. Uh, but I'm, I'm not expecting you to pull out, uh, you know, a, a map. You got it uh, at Whiskey Pete's uh, on your drive through state line uh, to get back into, into uh, this, the uh, city of Las Vegas there, Mackenzie. But uh, what is the nearest team next to Hawaii? Because I feel like Hawaii has been having to wear this issue when it comes to travel for a long time. And might I add, we are officially less than a month away from Hawaii at the Rose Bowl against UCLA. So I just want to know, like, like where, where does Hawaii rank when it comes to most travel team? They got to be number one. Well, of course, I don't, I don't have to look that up in any kind of atlas. I mean, that's just something, you know, in the back of your pocket. Honolulu. To San Diego, of course, San Diego State being the closest is 2,600 miles away <laughs> from Hawaii. That's unbelievable. That is, that is unbelievable. You know, but here's – this is what I, I'll say, Fez, when it comes to expansion of college football. I, I get the regional aspect of all this. It pains me that Maryland's in the Big Ten because growing up – I just always associate Maryland with the ACC. That's just, it's like Syracuse is in the ACC. When you were watching the Big East tournament back in the day, it was always Syracuse, Georgetown. It was all of the, like, that's what I re- remember growing up. And that's Nebraska. Nebraska's pretty close. They're, they're in the Midwest, but I still look at Nebraska and I go Big 12. When it comes to these other conferences pulling from other parts of the country, I think they do that a, a lot of times just to be able to to survive, to bring another part of the country to their conference from the from the standpoint of if you just rely on what you have regionally to be able to recruit, most places aren't going to survive. I mean, the South will, the West will, the state of Texas will, the, the, the upper Midwest will, but there's all these other places in college football that it doesn't make as much sense. So yeah, you're going to wear it a little bit when it comes to the travel, but if you want to bring some of those, some of the talent rich places over to your conference, you got to go outside the box and you got to bring in some of these other schools. Well, and ultimately you should think about the kids as well. And if we look no further, Vegas defines how West Virginia has done performance-wise since they joined the Big 12. McKenzie Research here, going back to when they joined the Big 12 in 2012 in football, West Virginia 47-60-4. That's just under 44% against the spread. Don't tell me that all those frequent flyer miles have not impacted the Mountaineers. Yeah, it's great hearing some guys say, uh, think about the kids when he waits for an injury during a game to get a, li- a live bet in. Yeah, but yeah, but wait. For, think about the kids, Fez. Uh, as uh, as you know, Dak Prescott's leg almost falls off, and you jump to your computer to live bet uh, whoever Dallas was playing in that game. How could if you? I don't do it, someone else will, John. Of course, that's very good. Uh, that is uh, that is your uh, that is your go to. Uh, it is straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Up next, best bet time, a money making opportunity for you right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Straight out 
straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Steve Fezzik in for RJ Bell. Coming up in a little over 10 minutes from now on many of these Fox Sports Radio affiliates. Make sure you stick around. Uh, it is the odd couple. Rob Parker, Chris Broussard, they will have all the latest on the trade in the NBA. Russell Westbrook appears to be headed to the Los Angeles Lakers. We've got the NBA drafts coming up later on. We've also got the MLB trade deadline, which is taking place. Uh, Anthony Rizzo, the Cubs is on his way to the New York Yankees. Uh, man, I could do a whole hour on that and just poke fun at that franchise. What, what a good time that is. And then uh, you've also got the Max Scherzer developments in which uh, we're trying to figure out where Max Scherzer ends up. It looked like it was going to be the Padres, uh, but now we are hearing that a deal is not done. Teams are trying to uh, up the offer from the Padres uh, to try and get involved. So all of that is taking place. A wild, wild day, especially later in the day. Uh, here uh, in the world of sports. So uh, make sure you stick around. Rob Parker, Chris Broussard coming up a little over 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. So that being said, Fez, it is best bet time. And I think before we get into a best bet you have in Major League Baseball, uh, let's get into uh, just looking back. You, you gave out so many best bets yesterday. You were making it rain. I mean, I don't know if you've ever uh, made it rain at a club. I don't know if you're uh, the James Harden of strip clubs, Steve Fezzik. I'm assuming not. But uh, you made it rain yesterday when it came to best bets, especially in the NFL preseason. Yeah, unfortunately, I found out quarters do not fly. So (laughs) that's a good point. (laughs) Yeah, that is a good point. But here here we go. I gave out four best bets, and this is why you need to listen to Straight Out of Vegas each and every day. These games aren't for two more weeks. Why am I giving them out now? Because I have the utmost confidence that they are all going to move, and we want to lock in the best numbers. All these games have moved half a point. I think they'll move more. You want to bet these now, not later, Jonas. Here they are. Washington, New England, over 34. Miami, Chicago, over 34. Denver, Minnesota, over 34. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, plus three and a half, hosting Cleveland. All four of those, those were the numbers I gave out yesterday. They've moved half a point. Bold prediction. Within two or three days, they'll have moved another half point. Get down now. All right, Fez. Why don't you uh, be honest here? And I'm not going to bust your balls and say that uh, you're being an egomaniac. Do you think you were partly responsible for those line moves? Absolutely. As soon as it got home after I released them, I looked at the timestamps and they all moved, Jonas. This is important. Pros win not because they just pick winners. Pros win because of closing line value. They bet things and the number they get is better than what you'll be able to bet right before the game kicks off or tips off. Um, but Mackenzie, uh, Spencer, I think we know what we need to do for uh, Christmas. Let's all chip in and let's get uh, Fez one of those Ric Flair robes. Like we, we got to oh, get yeah. you a Ric Flair robe, Fez, just so you can walk in and just brag about how you make lines move in Las Vegas. That's great. <laughs> he's Good already paid all the dues that he's going to pay. It's official. He's Ric Flair at this point. Oh, yeah, he is. Uh, good for you, Fez. I wish I had that much confidence. I don't. Uh, all I do is lose. <laughs> all right. That's what I do, Fez. Uh, All right, it is straight out of Vegas here, Fox Sports Radio. So we've got uh, best bet line moves from Steve Fezzik just 24 hours ago. Now we're seeing lines move. And now we've got a best bet, Fez, but this time in Major League Baseball. 
Yep, let's go to America's finest city. We're going to back the San Diego Padres. Minus one and a half, minus 130. I know, that's a big favorite with the Padres. What's the one thing that we look for when we bet a big favorite? As RJ loves to say, we need a motivated favorite. And San Diego is certainly motivated. It's slipping away. The Giants are getting away. The Dodgers are getting away. They are falling behind in the standings. But... San Diego is still the number three pick, amazingly, to win the World Series. There's talk that they are going to get Scherzer, three-time Cy Young Award winner. That's got to motivate the team as well. The organization has spent the dollars and looks like they're going to continue to spend the dollars. And what's not to like about fading the horrible Colorado team on the road, year-to-date 11-38 and 38 straight up on the road, and it's not a good spot for Colorado either. They've been at the Dodgers. They've been at Anaheim. Who knows what trouble they've gotten into in Southern California with the nightlife, and now they head to San Diego. This is a blowout, Jonas. San Diego wins by four. We're going to lay one and a half with the Padres. Let me ask you this, Fez, real quick before we go. Are you? Do you like a team that is a seller or a buyer more before the deadline? When it comes to, to putting your money on him. Oh, I'd much rather fade a seller, a dead team. I think you can bet against the Cubs each and every night. And, you know, a sneaky team to sell, Seattle. Seattle just went ahead and traded one of their key bullpen guys. The entire team is furious with management. They're a sneaky team I would look to fade rest of the year. Traded good him to stuff. a rival, too, in the Astros. Traded him yeah. to a rival. That, yeah, it is uh, good stuff there from Steve Fezzik. From Mackenzie Spencer, John Ramos, Dan Beyer, I am Jonas Knox. If you missed any of this show, check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We're back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, right here on FSR. Right out of Vegas! Vegas!